What is going on, Suns fans? Justin here, and with me, as always, are my podcasting partners, Paul and Dan. What's going on, everyone? Ayo. Hey, that was quicker. I feel like that was better reaction time, boys. I like that. I like that. And welcome to this episode of Fanning the Flames, the OG Phoenix Suns podcast that is made for the fans. That's you guys by the fans. That is us. Make sure to follow all of us on Twitter. I'm at so says J Paul at Dervish of World. Dan. Eduardo 89. And don't forget, is, don't at, forget my boys at Buffalo Trace. At Buffalo at Trace. Yes. There you go. <laughs> and the pod <laughs> is at Fan the Flames NBA and Buffalo Trace. Thank you as always for being the unofficial official sponsor of Fanning the Flames and more particular. Dan Duarte. <laughs> and might, might I add as well. Oh, please Fanning do. The flames, Fanning the Flames, the only podcast that matters. <laughs> Just coming in hot like that. Okay, we can, we can do that, Dan. That We can do that. And speaking of this feed, you can make sure to <laughs> subscribe on whatever pod form you listen to, whether that be... Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever the case might be, and make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Let's jump into it, boys. We are one day, one day less than one day by the time this hits the proverbial airwaves. Well, it's less, 21 less than day one day as we're recording. 21 hours. <laughs> 21 hours, 20, actually, to be exact, from now. Yeah. A, lot, a, a lot of math happening here on Fanning the Flames. We know that's our forte, so I love it. But we are one day away, boys, from the home opener, season opener for your defending Western Conference champions, Phoenix Suns. Before we start getting into perhaps what this team's looking like based on some extensions that were signed here recently, how you boys feeling about the start of the season? Why don't we just, why don't we just jump in kind of generally like that? I want I want to hear, I want to hear some excitement. Let's hear it. Dude, look, there's been a lot of shit out there, a lot of shitty energy in Suns Twitter and Suns Universe right now, right? I mean, we can yep. all agree on that. Regardless of what side of the coin you're on, we can all agree on that. So you know what? We're here. What are we? We're the podcast of optimism. Let's bring some optimism. Let's bring some happiness. Let's bring some positivity to the people. And let's start with Dan Duarte. Dan, how you feeling about it's, the season, baby? It's funny. It's almost as if, all of this negative energy was unnecessary. Huh. Anyway, that was from the last podcast. Nobody got that. That was? joke didn't land. However, what did we do? Hold on. Wait. Help me out here. It was from our last podcast, the one that Paul was not on because he hates us. Yes. And While he was you. out, literally out drinking with his coworkers instead of recording a podcast with in, us. In Dallas, Texas. Yeah, and from <laughs> HR. And from yeah, HR and Beth from accounting. Accounting. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody in my company's from accounting. <laughs> you know, I didn't think about it that way. Hmm. He is a CPA. Okay. So anyway, we'll, we'll, so here's, what were we talking uh, about? Oh yeah. Anyway, let me, yeah. So you know, like I said, it's almost as if all that bad energy is unnecessary, which it is. But we won't get into that. So the sun starts tomorrow. I'll be at the game. Oh, we will. I'm I'm stoked. Um, Unfortunately, the last game that I was at in that arena was game two of the finals, which, I mean, was actually the last time we were really, really happy since then, which is unfortunate. But 
Uh, I'm really excited, man. The more I watch, and I know it's preseason, and I, I didn't watch a ton of the preseason, but I know there was a couple games there where I was just like, holy shit, dude. We're going <laughs> to kick everyone's ass. Um, and it just it was, it was nice to see. Um, it's exciting, regardless of any type of negative energy that's out there. This is going to be a great season. Um, and unlike last season, I'm not going into this one I have certain expectations, um, which I think is good because I won't have to speak losses into existence as you guys tend to. Thank you, God. (laughs) But anyway, we tend to tell. Hold on, hold on. We tend to tell you, or as tends to happen, I tend to get accused. You tend to do it. Allegedly. Allegedly. This guy's been hanging out with a lawyer way too long. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, the only thing I will say though is today was the was the season opener, right? It was the Bucks and the Nets. And I couldn't help but think that we should be hanging a fucking banner in that arena tomorrow night. And we're not. Well, we will be. Just not the banner we wanted. Yeah. Fuck. Anyway, all right, Dan. Dan, not have depressed the room. So much for the so much for the podcast of optimism. Good lord, Paul. Paul, yeah, pick us up, buddy. Pick us up. Um, I very much am getting uh to a slightly lesser extent 2015 2016 Warriors vibes off this team. Okay. They had a season where they overachieved and proved to. N- not just the league, but even more so to themselves that not only can they hang with these guys, they can kick their asses and they're coming into this season with a lot of confidence, a lot, you know, have a lot of, you know, carried over chemistry. You know, we only changed out a couple guys and those guys are both really strong team team guys that seem to be fitting in pretty well and they're role players as it is. So it's not like they're going to make huge waves. And I just, I just, I get an energy off this team that they have unfinished business and they're on a mission. You know, what's funny is you say 2015 20, or 2014, 2015 Warriors vibes. No, I said 15, 16. Okay. 15, 16. Sorry. Um, you know, you know, it's better than 15, 16 vibes. What? 2022 warrior vibes according to kevin o'connor because he hasn't been in the fucking <laughs> nba finals dan dan whoo I, I love that i love the way you rolled into that dude because i did not sure. see that coming i did not see that coming and you know okay well before i give my thoughts on the season because i feel like yeah let's let's talk about this overnight because you, you mentioned the bucks nets game but there was also the aforementioned warriors tonight playing the lakers i yep before we started recording, Dan, you had shared some thoughts on how you thought those teams are going to be this year. Did, Paul, we, we chimed in as well in our little our little pre-recording uh, chat session. Why don't you guys, uh, you know, share with the listeners exactly what you think about? Let's let's not worry about the Lakers maybe right now because I think we all know what everyone thinks about the Lakers. What about the Warriors? I mean, you mentioned Ko picking them to go to the finals. I'm assuming it. It sounds to me like you don't agree with that. Why, why, why not? I mean, aside from the part that they're not the Suns. <laughs> I mean, personally, I think they're going to be better than last season. I don't think Thank they're, you, Dan. I don't. <laughs> Go on, Paul. I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I think they're going to be better than last season, but I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're a finals team. 
I mean, they traded out. Um, they had a decent amount of turnover on that team, getting out guys like Ubre and Bazemore, who are guys who kind of were net negatives for them and brought in some guys who kind of fit the mold of kind of what they were looking for. Last season was kind of a, um, a reset button for them just because with the clay injury and everything, they, um, they had to reset and it took a little bit of time to get the right pieces in place. And now having clay back, I mean, it's good to have clay back, but I mean, he's coming off of was is a knee and an, and an Achilles. Was yeah. ACL and an Achilles. That's, yeah. that's brutal. And, you know, who knows what, I mean, apparently if KD's any kind of indication that his Achilles surgeries are no longer, or those Achilles injuries are no longer career killers, but I mean, I can't see Clay being a hundred percent of what he was by any means. And I don't know what that, how much that like truly affects their, their ceiling. Daniel. Um, yeah. So tonight between the Lakers and the Warriors is one of those games where I hate it because somebody has to win and I don't want either of them to win because all you see on Twitter is, Oh my God, the Warriors play so great. All the same bullshit we saw back when, you know, KD was on there and they had KD Draymond green, you know, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. Like, yeah, no, dude. Or they just have four of these great players. It's not how great they play. They're just better than everyone. Which, depending on how you feel about the Cole KD thing, is justified. Whatever. However, this past season, they went to the playing game against these Lakers, right? Steph Curry mm-hmm. was a, a MVP candidate ahead of Chris Paul. Um, he was in top three in, in MVP voting on a team that didn't make the playoffs, dude. Yeah, nobody remembers that they didn't make the playoffs. They just remember that great game against the Lakers, but they yep. com- they completely missed the playoffs. Now you're telling me that just Clay Thompson coming in is going to put them in the finals? I, I don't know. I, I listen. I get nostalgia, but some of these NBA writers cannot get the fuck over the Warriors. Like, get you know what? Move on. Well, can don't they still you, be don't... a good team? Sure, you can. But to th- put him in the finals two like two seasons later, and this guy that tore his ACL and his Achille- and ruptured his Achilles is supposed to be like the same guy he was in 2016. No, one guy I won't name names once told me that Devin Booker was B minus Clay Thompson. That one you can call them out like overtly, totally fine, Sam. So let me give you Samuel Samuel (laughs) Sam at Sam good on Twitter. You know what Clay Thompson is, buddy? I'll even go. I'll even go a a step above. He's he's just a B plus Duncan Robinson. Oh, is that is that a B plus Duncan Robinson? To a team that didn't make the fucking playoffs last season, that makes them a fucking title contender. I more than the Lakers, I think I'm more pissed off about the Warriors. Maybe it's pettiness because I still think they won with our fucking style, man. They that was our championship. We should have had that fucking 
you know, crowning achievement. To win with the running gun, to win with the threes, to win all that. And fortunately it didn't happen for us. And then they get all, you know, they get the flowers. So it's like, fuck them. I couldn't, I couldn't, I've never, you guys know this. I've never been a fan of the Warriors. I think Steph Curry is like one of those like players who's like, oh, he's so humble, but he's like the least fucking humble person in the world as he shoots threes and starts running the other way, taunting the other team. Yeah, fuck you, dude. That's all I gotta say about that, guys. All right. It's not well, that he's humble, he's a baby face. He definitely is a baby face. Um, but I'm not gonna disagree with you guys on look. I, I I think I think the idea that Clay Thompson is going to turn, as you pointed out, Dan, a non-playoff team into a championship contending team is a stretch, especially coming off of those injuries. Um, but you know, time will tell. I'm not going to worry about the, I'm not worried about the Warriors. I'll put it like that. I'm also not worried about the Lakers. I'm not worried about the jazz. I'm not worried about the nuggets. I'm not worried about the blazers. I'm not worried about the Mavs. I'm not worried. Who else? The Hornets, anybody else like Hornets. What? That's where I went anyway. But let me, let okay. me share my thoughts. Let me look, look, let's, let's, let's loop back to the podcast of optimism, optimism and the outlook on this season. Cause I share, of course, the of bright course. outlook that you guys have. I mean, shit. I picked the Suns to be the one seed last year before the season. So clearly I'm going to be excited about this year after they show what they can show last year. Paul, 100% agree with you. Pieces they added this offseason were all great additions, you know, upgrades over where they had, uh, you know, folks before. And the chemistry, the carryover, that's something that I want to touch on here. Because, and Dan, I'm sorry, I'm going to do it, man. DeAndre Ayton did not get his max extension. Now, we, I'm waiting for Dan to just anger leave the, the the podcast now. But then he, oh, he's walking out. He's he's walking away. He's opening the door, closing the door, and he's gone. Okay. So Dan will be back after I'm done with this. Sure. So well, well, welcome to an old school episode of Fanning the Flames <laughs> with your two original hosts. <laughs> um, so... DA didn't get his max extension. And no. I feel like one thing that's getting blown very much out of proportion with this all is how DA is going to react to it. Now, I get it. I get it. DeAndre Ayton wears his emotions on his sleeve. He isn't exactly like a stoic guy that that, you know, keeps things inside. You you generally know how he feels about things, right? But this concern that this is going to carry over and impact his play in a negative way, impact how he buys into what his coaches want to do and his teammates need him to do, I think is way overblown. And 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 here's the thing is I'm looking at what I'm seeing out there with people saying different things about D.A. And it's almost like guys who have been D.A. supporters through and through are now playing right into all the negatives about DA. And 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 let me explain that a little bit because if you sit here and you've been, you know, there are a number he was drafted by the Suns. Uh through all of the Luca versus DA stuff was always on team DA. When he wasn't dunking enough was like, yeah, same number of points, fellas, like no big deal. Those same folks are now like Oh, this is going to impact his, you know, mental approach to the game. I hope he doesn't, you know, dis disconnect from the team, blah, blah, blah. And do you really think D.A. is that type of guy? Again, I get it. He wears his emotions asleep. But do you think he's a you think he's a Ben Simmons? 
I think the answer to that is a resounding no. And DA even said when he made comments about, you know, the status of the extension a few days ago or last week, whenever that was, he said, this isn't going to change anything with my teammates. This doesn't change my relationship with my teammates. So if you think that this team, I mean, the way I saw it yesterday and today, it's like the Suns are now going to be just terrible and, and everything is, is, is bleak for the team. And I'm not here defending either side and I'll, I'll, I'll give my thoughts. I'll, I'll talk about this. But at the end of the day, what I want to convey is this this isn't a doom or gloom doomsday situation for the Suns. DA isn't out here getting kicked out of practice because he doesn't want to participate in drills. DA was there today. Now he's not talking to media, which is weird. And I think his agents are fucking I think his agents fucked all this up. And I think they fucked it up, continuing to fuck it up. But at the end of the day, we woke up this morning and DeAndre Ayton was still a Phoenix Sun. We're going to go into this opening game tomorrow night, and DeAndre Ayton's still going to be a Phoenix Sun. And we're going to go through the season, DeAndre Ayton's still going to be a Phoenix Sun. And look at it like this, too. If 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 you really... He's a guy that says he wants to get paid. If he wants to get paid, disconnecting from the team and not performing to the abilities that he has is not exactly going to get him paid. Am I, am I, am I wrong in saying that? No, you're not. I think... I think what some people's fear might be is he played a role this year that helped the sun's whole system sing. And the concern may be that he's like, okay, I got to prove I'm worth this money. You didn't pay me when I voluntarily reduced my, you know, points per game and whatnot over the season. Cause clearly that's what um, it seems that Starboard, Starboard determines if you're a max guy is if you can score over 20 points. Um, and he's so the fear is that he's going to go out into this season and be like, okay, I got to score more. And how will that potentially affect the offense? I actually potentially look at that as a positive. If he's more aggressive, because he's like, you Isn't know, that what gonna, everyone is asking for? <laughs> like, you know, everybody maybe, talks maybe about con- that contract year guy, goal. that contract year guy who goal. plays out of his mind. I, I'm looking forward to whatever in June, end of June this year, when the Suns are holding up that Larry O'Brien trophy and DA gets to the mic to say his piece or whatever, looks over at Bar- Bobby Sars and goes, pay me, motherfucker. I, I would love that. And let, uh, well, speaking of, speaking of like, public displays of wanting to get paid. I'll put this out there now because people, I'm assuming some people that are going to listen to this might be there. I'll probably put this out on Twitter at some point, but we, we, we have to like manage to start like a paid DA chant tomorrow night. Right. Right. I feel like we do. I'll do it. I might do it by myself, but we'll see. I I feel, I feel like that would catch on pretty quickly. That would be fun. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. You hear that official at three minutes into the first quarter, I'm going to start pay DA chant. Boom. I, I, Somebody I remind me to do that because I'll forget. I, I will remind you to do that. I will text you while I'm watching the game, see if I can hear it out on the TV because that would be perfect. But PDA sounds good, but I think we should start. You should chant um, MVP for him. Well, it's not get carried. Let's not get carried away. Well, I mean, hey, I'm not Logan Murdoch of the Ringer who thinks Devin Booker is going to be the MVP, but maybe you are. No, but that guy sounds very smart. 
I don't even know who he is because I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not a ringer guy. You know that. He's, he's not, he's not very smart. Oh, well, in this situation, <laughs> he sounds, he sounds smart to me. Um, so, okay. Well, Dan, what about you? I mean, do you, do you buy into any of this? Like, do you think this is going to negatively impact DA or the team in any sort of way, really, realistically this year? No, but I think people, people are scared. Um, and I, here's the thing. People don't know how to d- differentiate two different situations, right? So people, rightfully so, dislike Sarver, right? Every the proof is in the pudding. If you're a Sarver guy, I'm sorry, but there was the whole Joe Johnson debacle wasn't great. What he said to Amari during negotiations wasn't great. Telling Rajah Bell that hey, you deserve a contract extension, maybe, but no, but I, am I going to give you one? No, because I don't have to. That's shitty, right? Shitty negotiating, not in good faith, and just overall bad. Um, the thing that, and I'm on that side of it. I, I think they should have paid the guy. I think they really, I think they fucked up. I said it last time. It's unnecessary because at the end of the day, you're going to end up paying him anyway. So why, why are you, why? And we won't get into that anyway. Yes, we will. No, we won't. Um, I will. But here's the thing is people will say, people already say, okay, I need, X, Y, and Z to support why I'm on this side of the argument. So I think some people will say, they go right away to, oh, Sarver's cheap. And then somebody says, challenges them, no, he's not. Oh, well, you know, it's going to cause a rift in the locker room. Uh, no, it's not. The players all love each other. Oh, it's going to create a rift. Uh, 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 yeah, he's not going to perform. Yeah, he's not gonna... So I don't think they actually believe that he's going to act like that. I think it's just the reasoning behind, hey, this is why it was so fucking stupid not to pay this guy when you know, you don't need to justify it. Sometimes it just is what it is. So yeah. I think that's what it is. I I mean, I've argued with you over the last few days. They should have paid him. I think it's shitty. I think it's, you know, it, it's, it's unnecessary. However, is it the end of the world? No, it's not. I don't think DeAndre is going to want to leave now just because he didn't get paid this year. At the end of the day, July first comes comes around, and the Suns offer him the five year full, the five year uh, uh, max. He's gonna take it, and he's gonna be a Sun for a long time. Or he can take a three plus one, which that's fine too. Like it's just, yes, it sucks. We're all pissed about it, but in the grand scheme of things, is it that big of a deal? No, it's not. The reason it's a big deal to you is because our owner has had. Multiple, shitty, multiple, and really shitty situations with contract extensions and paying players, and that's why you feel the way you feel. Well, but, I, I th- on top of that, he specifically said shortly after the season ended, when free agency and whatnot started coming around, he he went on radio. I believe it was with it was with one of the ninety-eight-seven guys. I might have been Bickley or it was no, it was it was it was uh Gamba, Burns and Gamba. Gamba. Okay. I figured it was either Burns and Gamba or Bickley. And specifically said he learned his lesson from the Joe Johnson situation. And then here we are three months later, less than three months later, and yeah the yes technically the circumstances are different. But, you know, actually, this this is I can make the argument this is almost worse because Joe Johnson hadn't really proved anything yet. 
in that year when he was up for an extension because, you know, he'd bounced around. He came over from the Celtics, didn't have the greatest year, didn't really come into his own until that first seven seconds or less year. Whereas DA has shown growth. He went from a piece of shit defender his, his rookie season to piece of shit. Defender? He was a piece of I shit. Feel like, I he feel like lost. that's a bit of a stretch, bro. I don't know. He, There's a difference he, between being lost because you're getting used to NBA game speed and being a piece of shit defender. Very big difference. You, you're right. You're right. But he went he went from a guy who people were wondering if he was going to be able to be an average defender to be the guy who, you know, anchored a top 10 defense in the league. On top of that, was one of the most efficient centers offensively in the league while sacrificing touches and you know plays being run for him because that's what the team dictated even though he had been scoring close to 20 points in the previous season seasons he did everything that was asked for of him he excelled in that role and yet was still not given the reward that that deserved and was expected by largely the entire nba community so I think that's also where it comes in, where it's like, you know, everybody's like, the consensus is this guy's a max player. And then and he still very well could end up getting a max he contract. He still very well next could summer. end up, but he still very well could end up getting one next summer. But at the same time, he's also the first, or he's, there have been four and for number one overall picks that have not signed a rookie extension since 2000 Anthony Bennett Markel Fultz and I believe Greg Oden the fourth one is DA I was like that's that's three (laughs) the fourth one is DA that is that that is one of these things is not like the other Mm -hmm. and that's kind of, you know, the rookie extension. Like right. Okay, but, but you know, hold on, let's step in really quick. To be fair, Markel Fultz got like a four-year, $60 million extension. So we're not just no, talking he about. He did not get an extension. He didn't get an extension. He signed as a restricted free agent. Or not Fultz, sorry, sorry. I didn't know who was he I. He still I got a deal, yes. He's um, he's going to get a deal. But I'm just, I'm just saying there were very extenuating circumstances with all three of those guys. DA did not have said extenuating circumstances. DA lived up to what was asked of him and exceeded that and did not get what, you know, was expected of that, you know, and at the same time, there is still a level of when you're signing that rookie extension deal, there is a level of your betting on development. seems like it's feels like Sarver is very much a, what have you done for me lately? Not a, this is what you're going to do for me as you grow. So, so Paul, Paul, let me ask you something. Cause you keep talking yeah. about Sarver. Do you think James Jones had nothing to do with this decision? No. So then why do you keep putting it all on Sarver? Because if he wanted it done, it would have been done. Well, if he wanted it done and James Jones said, I want to take this approach. You think Sarver would say no, he wouldn't trust his GM. Done it before. Yeah. Done it before. Yeah, yeah, but we've we haven't sure. we've we've seen it we've seen a a a, a, a trend recently of Sarver obviously sure. not being hands on, right? So do you think yes. that just automatic that changed suddenly right here? 
No, no, it, I agree with you, but it goes down. The, the reason why fans react that way is because of the PTSD, man. It just right. they go back to what I'm just, they know. That's it. <laughs> but what I'm saying is this: is 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 Paul? You're feeding into the narrative of this is Sarver being cheap, or this is Sarver not wanting to pay guys when this isn't just a Sarver decision. You're just saying, right? I think Paul's just saying he gets the last say. Is so that why he's like, responding to my question? Because <laughs> then you oh you mean you mean Robert Sarver, not Paul. Okay. Yeah, let's hold on. James let's, Jones okay. says, well, let's wait. Sorry. So let's say like they're going back and forth a little bit. And you know, they're they're not maybe they're 60-40 there, but they're not 50-50 and like, you know, they're right there, you know, in the middle. But let's say Sarver's like, okay, um, I think we should give it to him. And James Jones is like, I don't think it's a good idea. Because this, this, and this, you know, it's not like James Jones is like zero, like 100%. I would not never pay this guy to max, right? So he had to kind of weigh the pros with the cons. If they're going back and forth, I think, I think Starver's say is like the last straw, I guess. You I, say. I, 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 I think it was a situation where. Jones wasn't advocating that he should get the max. Let's, oh, let's, not let's, let's. Let's talk about what James Jones said today, though, because I think this is pertinent now, right? I mean, okay. you're, we're, we're talking about this decision and why it was made, and James Jones came out today in an interview with The Athletic and, and explained exactly what the Suns were thinking. And I, I think first we should – Dan, you talked about bad faith negotiations. How about the fact that DA's camp apparently just said five-year max or nothing? Like, And the, the Suns brought up the concept of discussing a four-year max or a three-year max, and they would have no, none of it. I, I feel like that again, misstep by by Jones's people, but excuse me, by uh, Aiton's people. But let's let's talk about what James Jones said today. And I I honestly can't remember who did the article on the Athletic, no, but no, it was no. on the Athletic. Thank you. And I'll read straight from the article. There's one element here which hasn't been discussed publicly, but that Jones highlighted as part of the Suns' thinking. If they had given Aiton the designated rookie max extension, like they did Devin Booker in the summer of 2018. That move would have limited their ability to pursue stars on other teams who've already been given designated max deals. And as we've talked about on this pod, that's because under the CBA, a team can only have at any given time two players who are on their um, rookie max deals or rookie uh, scale extensions. And I think Paul's gone again. (laughs) Oh, oh my God. He was literally just sitting still that still. Okay. Anyway. Um, So the, the basically the idea there based being that, Okay, we want to not have a rookie scale max extension given to DA because we want to keep open the possibility of pursuing another player who is already on a rookie max scale extension. Now, no, there's, what there's, else? There's a different. Wait, on, there's, stop. So let me finish, Paul. Let me finish, Paul. No, Thank no, you. no, no. <laughs> if if the Suns were to, as Dan talked about. Next July 1st, say, hey, DA, here's a five-year, 125% max deal. That is not a rookie-scale extension. So they could still give DA a max contract as a restricted free agent and be able to pursue a player who is on a rookie max-scale extension. Now, Paul, please go on now that I have allowed to finish my point. There's a different – there's rookie max extensions and there's designated rookie max extensions. The difference is those escalators that you were talking about. You can have two players who have those escalators available to get up to like the Derrick Rose rule stuff. You can have another player on a max extension 
but it is not like the full five years. It's not, it's a four year. It's, it's still max money. It's like the max they can give them without these additional escalators. So you were saying literally exactly were, what I'm no, saying. Mm-hmm. No, yes. you were saying mm-hmm. rookie scale extension. You kept which is saying what he would have filed, which is what he would have signed today. Had he, or yesterday, had he signed it, had they, had it been given to him? No, he could have signed a rookie scale extension. That is not the designated rookie scale extension. Okay, there are go two on. different things. Go on. You can have, there are two guys, you can have two guys on your team who can have the escalators to meet those right. designated rookie Correct. extensions. Correct. You can have a third player who signs a max extension, Correct. but is not eligible for those. You can, you were that you can have, you can have as many other max extensions as max players as you right, want, but it's they still a rookie, but it's, you can still, he can still be on a rookie scale extension. It's just not the designated scale. So what's a rookie scale extent? What's the scale then? If you're not getting a percentage, no, it's still a percentage, but it's, it's the 25%. You can't get the escalators to get up to 30%. If you meet those things, it's just like, there's the base level rookie scale extension. Is it, it's like there. the twenty five percent? That's it. Twenty five percent. Yeah. Right. Twenty five percent. Yes. You can. He could. He could have signed that, or that could have been offered to him. But I don't know if they like. But yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't get the escalators. But I mean, if Da is going out there thinking he might get Defensive Player of the Year or whatever, or he's going to go for it because he wants that escalator, you know, I can see why you might not want that want that off, off the table but i mean if you go to restricted free agency you're getting this you're all the deal you can get in restricted free agency is the equivalent of the rookie scale extension without the designated levels right so the suns could saying, so the suns could give da a five-year 25 percent max contract next summer and still pursue somebody who is on a designated rookie scale extension did i say it right that time no i think you're you're, wrong. you're, you're missing the point you're missing your point they could have signed him to a rookie scale extension that are you saying they could have signed to him a five five year 100 or 25 percent deal now and still pursued somebody that was already on one of those yes. deals that had the escalators i think you're wrong about that because you can't have two guys that are on five-year extensions that are on their that, okay, that are then, it's a, then it's the four-year whatever whatever it is right which is exactly why the Suns would have explored a four-year max extension with him because they would still have that option open but da's people wouldn't listen to it that's what i'm saying but what I was getting to in my point was you kept saying he wouldn't sign a rookie scale extension. And there's a difference between you. We're not specifying. So that you're, qu- you're, you're, you're quibbling over language, even though yes. we're talking about the same concept. Okay, cool. Yes. Let's move on then. So no. let's talk about, <laughs> let's talk about why this logically could make sense. And look, I know I, so, I get the logic. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Paul, Paul, like you don't need to talk over me constantly, bro. Let's yes, just, let, let's, let's, let's go. Let's go. So, Dan left first again, of all, first of all, first of all, I will say this. I, I'm, I've never been against the Suns paying DA. I just don't think it's the end of the world that he didn't get an extension right now. I don't right think it now. is either. And let, let's, let's talk about this. So if the Suns are saying they want to keep the option open to pursue somebody who is on that rookie max extension where they can get up to 30%, Paul, okay? I'll say it like that so you, don't quibble, so you don't quibble over language with me. Uh, and I'm going to double check that because I don't fully believe you. But- Let's say they want to pursue somebody like that. Now, let's look at the list of people who would potentially fall under that. And 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 remember, a book's extension kicks in or has already kicked in. It kicked in, what, two years ago? This is the second year of it, I believe. 
I believe this is the second year of his uh, his extension. Yeah, because he's up to be renewed or extended again next offseason, which would be after. No, so this is the third year? I had this in front of me a few minutes ago. Anyway, let's look back at the – Paul, you look it up, yes. Let's look back at some of these guys who have been signed to these, these rookie extensions that the Suns might want to pursue. If we look at 2018, there was one guy. It was Cat. 2019, Ben Simmons, Jamal Murray, and Pascal Siakam. And last year, 2020, or 2020, not last year, two, or, yeah, it is, what year is it? 2021, yeah. So last year, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, Bam, and De'Aaron Fox. Any of those names jump out at you as somebody that the Suns could potentially pursue if they're thinking, we want to we be able to uh, have the ability to go after one of these guys? Because you can sit there and go, it's all just, you know, uh, GM speak, him saying that, an excuse, but if there's a, pl- if excuse me, let me step back. If there's no plausible guy that you can see the Suns going after, then that comes across as GM speak, right? But if there is a plausible guy you can see the Suns going after, then maybe maybe there's something to that, and the logic is there. So of those guys I named, anybody jump out at you all? And Paul, did you look up Book's contract at all while I was doing that? I was not looking up Book's contract. I was looking up the extensions. Okay, so, well, I just named them for you. I don't know why and, you had to No, I was looking up the difference between the two extension types that we were just arguing about. We're still Before, talking about that? We're, we've no. moved on. So let's go back to the list of guys that I'm talking about. You don't forget, okay. I'm just going to say, De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron yes. Fox is on a shit team. Yep. He they, they just drafted a point guard in Tyrese Halliburton. We don't need to talk about whether the Sun should have taken and, him. And uh, the guy they got this year also. Davion oh, Mitchell. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So you've got uh you've got De'Aaron Fox on one of those rookie extensions, right? His mm-hmm. kicks in this year. The salary that he has, especially as these years go by, match up very closely with somebody who else renewed with the Suns this year, this offseason, and that's Chris Paul. Now, Chris Paul's contract in that third year, of course, is only half guaranteed. The fourth year, it's not guaranteed at all. Let's put these pieces together. You've got De'Aaron Fox in a bad situation on a team that's now loaded with point guards. You have Chris Paul on a favorable contract after you get really past the first couple of years. And at that point, you know, Chris Paul's playing at a high level here, but he's getting older. I feel like sometime in those next two, three years, trading Chris Paul or making him a piece, making that contract. I don't want to make it about the player here. Make it about the contract. Trading him contract for Darren Fox seems to make a lot of sense for the Suns who are looking for, if it's not going to be CP 15, looking for a heir to Chris Paul at point guard. Boys, thoughts? Are we are we still quibbling over language? No. Paul, Darren Fox, it's D apostrophe A-A-R-O-N, I believe, just in case you want me to spell it so you know. D-A-A-R-O-N's Fox? But no, seriously. But like, doesn't the, so, like that sounds like it makes a ton of sense to me? That I mean, it makes a ton of sense. I like the contract wise. Uh, I may not necessarily like the player. I'm, I don't know. I'm not a big De'Aaron Fox guy, and that's fair. I guess you don't have to yeah. be. And, and at the end of the day, but, it's, it's more. I'm going. Yeah, like you said, the contract more than anything. So you know, it's a great idea. I personally think that, and this might be hot take city, but after the next year, year and a half. Campaign's going to be a better player. I, um, I, w- I wouldn't mind that. Me either. Um, and maybe I'm just 
fucking out of my ass, but I'm doing that 98% of the time anyway. Well, you know what, man? Like, honestly, like, I'm not going to sit here and say you're crazy for saying that because I think we've seen campaign take take leaps since he came over from China. And obviously, James Jones thinks very highly of him. Uh, And 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 ultimately, I guess the question becomes whether he is able to do that. And and that plays right into why this type of thing makes sense, because, look, if campaign isn't the guy, then they still have the ability to go after this and they can still give D.A. his money. It's just going to be next year. Is that going to happen? I don't know. Maybe the Suns do hate D.A. and they don't want him around. Maybe, Maybe that's the case. I don't know. But what James Jones is saying puts logic behind this. And I feel like people that are sitting out there going, oh, well, this is still just really stupid. Okay, fine. Like, but you're 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 yeah. looking at a very logical explanation and just ignoring it because it doesn't fit your narrative. Here's my thing. Like, yes, it could be it could be very it could be very stupid and also not the end of the world at the same time. Like, I don't know. <laughs> That's fair. I guess I think you're right. Every stupid move doesn't end the world, right? And and yeah. here's the thing is, I, I I don't know if it's the right decision to make. I don't know if it's going to end up being the right move. I don't know if that, that's what the Suns are going to do. But my point is more, let's not act like this is this doomsday situation and the Suns are just not buying in and not willing to, to, to pay to win. There's logic behind it. At, at least, I mean, doesn't James Jones deserve the benefit of the doubt when he says something like this that we're going to say, okay, we're with you, champ. I mean, yeah. we have a GM that maybe spent a little bit of time in the NBA, maybe has a little bit of an idea as to how players react to this type of thing, maybe has a little bit of an idea how to, how to go about it. I, I mean, am I crazy? No, definitely not crazy. I mean, I can see it too. I mean, I, I agree. It's, again, people's. I don't think people's distrust, uh, I mean, maybe a couple of people's distrust is in James Jones. <laughs> but that's a, topic, that's a topic from a different spirit. That's a topic for a different day. But um, yeah, no, I, I definitely know get what you're saying. I think again, most people's distrust is with the owner, um, and I get where you're saying. Even if there's logic behind it, pe- remember, people always go back to what they're comfortable with. You know, everybody's yeah. like, oh, you know, Sarver's a piece of shit. Sarver's this and that. So immediately, what do they do? They point at Sarver. And I know I gave KOC some shit earlier about you know, his fucking Warriors prediction, but he made a good point on their podcast today. He said, what if, and this is a big, what if, right. But I just kind of had me thinking, he said, what if Sarver's a shield? What if James Jones is the one that doesn't want to give him the max and Sarver being with his, you know, and maybe Sarver's being the shield. Now, granted, do I think that's the case? No, because I don't think I, – I think Robert Sarver has too much pride to let himself become a shield for somebody's feelings. And he's um, also got too much history. That, exactly. So, I mean, I don't think that's the case, but it, is it crazy to think that? No, it's not because – Well, 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 you say – James you say, Jones is, is – he's different. You say, you say Sarver wouldn't allow himself to be a shield, but it's not like he's come out and be like, I was the one that – like this is all supposition by by media, by people like publicly. Him being a shield could be the concept, could be a viable concept. It's just like he's not going to come out and say he's the shield, right? He, I mean he's right, automatically right. kind of the shield, like by default, whether he is or not. He's going to take the yeah. heat. Yeah, Paul, what do, you exactly. think about, what, do you, what do you think about that idea that that maybe this truly is James Jones 
playing chess when everyone else is playing checkers. I mean, or whatever it, game you would like to use as the analogy. If my if my terminology checkers, there doesn't fit checkers, your fit your uh, your preferences, I liked it. I also like Paul. You said you looked it up and you didn't uh, op- openly yell at me and say I was wrong. So did well, was you I you are wrong? Okay, just checking. <laughs> Go on. I, tell me what you think then? I, I mean, I like I said, I do get the logic, but it, you know, it's after having gone through the Ryan McDonough era where all the players were treated as assets and not as people, and how that screwed stuff up. I there's we have too many years of stupid shit like this fucking things up for us that I think that Dan's right. There's PTSD there. And until I'm not asking why people are upset though. I'm asking what you think about it, man. Like if it, do you, I mean, it's a viable concept. Yeah. And do you think that would be a good idea? I'm, I'm, we're playing hypotheticals here now. We're, we're talking about whether this De'Aaron Fox thing would be something. Oh, oh, I mean, I love De'Aaron Fox. I mean, De'Aaron Fox is who I wanted, wanted us to draft that year. So I mean, do I want him on the team? Yeah, I think I think he would be a good fit. Obvious answer, by the way, is Josh Jackson. What's that? What was I? I what to what? So the obvious answer is Josh Jackson. That's who we should have drafted, and that's who we did draft. Oh, okay. Wait. Sorry, my attempt to break the tension, but apparently that fucking failed. So sorry, guys. Continue. What tension? Is there tension? I feel no tension. It's in my plugs. Okay. I feel like mommy and I feel like mommy and daddy so, are fighting at the kitchen table. So, so Paul, I mean, let me ask you like this: If James Jones isn't just lying in this article, and that was mm-hmm. the logic behind it, does that change your perspective on Da not getting his extension now? No, I mean, I mean, my my perspective on it is that it's not at the end of the world, and. That was my perspective at the time. Was I disappointed? Yeah, because I think he deserved it. Um, do I understand that there are other reasons beyond just saying, oh, I don't want to pay this guy this much money? Why they why they made the move, which does make sense. I mean, I do get that of like it does limit the players you can go after, you, you know, and if you're wanting to bolster a title contender getting bringing in a player who is on one of those deals is kind of the area you would want to target. You want to target that disgruntled, disgruntled player who is, you know, on, you know, they're still coming up or in their prime. Who's a star and Darren Fox falls right into that category. And I mean, I wanted Darren Fox on our team for years, so I'm not gonna, I'm not going to hate on the deal. Or that idea, by any means, and does it does it change does it change my opinion? Slightly, probably. Good, good. I like that. I mean, I, I feel like it should, because if 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 you're if people are sitting there just blindly saying, "I can't believe they didn't," you know, give him an extension. This is absurd. There's no reason for it. Well, there's a reason for it, and whether you like it or not, it makes sense. I mean, from from the team's perspective, I mean, just because. You want them to pay somebody now, but you're going to be mad about them planning to potentially continue to compete for a number of years. I, I, I think that's I think that's crazy. But look, Dan, I, I know I said that we you didn't want to talk about D.A., but we've only talked about it for like 30 minutes. So that's not so bad, right? <laughs> I mean, if you How guys about, haven't noticed. Hey, let's, 
Let's talk about the other extensions, though, that, that came down. We, I mean, we've got Mikhail and we, we've got uh, Landry Shamet extended. Um, Mikhail, thank Is God. Shamet right? or Shamet? Shamet. I think I said that wrong. My bad. Um, I wouldn't have I made a sandwich when you guys are arguing right now. Did you? What kind of sandwich? You, you're not eating it. Did you eat it already, too? Yeah, I eat pretty fast. It was half an hour, so I mean. <laughs> what, what kind but, of sandwich was it? Was it good? Yeah, I was having cheese. I threw a little salami on there. Uh, some pepperoncinis, uh, yeah, a little it. bit of, a little bit of mayo. It's nice and spicy, delectable, right? Anyway, so what do you guys, uh, Paul, Paul? You know, Dan, since you're back now and your 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 tummy is full, I'll I'll ask you first. Uh, you know, with the two extensions that we we did get here, um, Mikhail's and Landry's. Uh, what do you think about those? I mean, Landry's is higher than I think any anybody. I, I was. I was surprised Landry got one from the Suns. I mean, I, I I know they were talking, but I figured, hey, new new piece. What's the likelihood? And then he got one. He got a nice one. I mean, I I kind of expected Shamit to go to restricted free agency. Like it's like we just required you, you know, prove that you can actually be part of this team before we want to sign you to a deal. But, I, I like how I, I like how I've now asked Dan twice, and Paul has interjected himself. <laughs> just. Hey, I, hey, Dan! Do you feel disrespected? Are you gonna Are you gonna mail it yes, in on the I podcast do. from now yes, on? Yes, I do. <laughs> I, I've got a lot of stuff job, to make Paul. up for because I wasn't on the show last week. <laughs> Good job, Paul. I, I I like that. Well done. Well done. Well done. So now that we know what Paul feels, uh, Dan, what about you, man? Yeah, Dan. What about you? Yeah, Listen. Paul. You ask Dan what he feels. Yeah, I feel like from now on, I should just let I, I'll just let it go to Paul, and then Paul, when you're done, you can ask Dan. Okay? I can throw it to Dan. Yeah, it would be so, like, we'll just have a circular host here. Uh, the Mikel contract is, I mean, it's fine. It's, 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 some people thought he should have gotten $100 million for four years, and others should have thought he got eighty for four years. He got, you know what they did? They, and, and the team, it came out that Mikhail was asking for more. The team wanted to give less, and guess what they did? Because the Mikhail's people actually came to the table, they met in the middle, and a deal got done. We could have DeAndre Ayton right now on a four-year max extension. Very young. I mean, I'm I'm making presumptions. Oh wait, we're done with the A. Dan, go ahead. Sorry. Um, so that's fine. You know, Mikel. I'm, I'm glad Mikel's here. Um, great. Uh, Landry Shamit. I know he just got here, but I think people are missing the bigger picture. Um, the way the salary cap works, once you have players on those rookie scale contracts, you want to sign. Uh, once you have players on rookie contracts that are up for an extension, you want to be able to negotiate a good deal, much like a four-year, $43 million deal or however much it was, 42 or something like that, 41. I don't know, in the 40s. Only the first two years guaranteed, too. Which, right. But, yeah. but that contract, you know how tradable that contract is? Incredibly. Not only is it a tradable contract, but Landry Shamit, he, he, you know, He's a pretty solid, solid player, and depending on how he plays this season, that now becomes an asset for the Suns. Not only because money-wise, you know, because you always have minimum guys and you always have the max guys. Sometimes it's difficult putting a trade together because you don't have those mid-tier guys, those ten to fifteen million dollar a year contract guys. Yeah, and that's exactly what Shamit is. And I feel like he's gonna he he's gonna play a big role in the team this season. I feel like he can play an even bigger role down the road when he's 
part of a potential big trade. That's just what I think. So you want to know my first thought was when I saw the Shamit deal come out? I do. Not really, but you can tell me. (laughs) Is campaign jealous? (laughs) You know, it's funny because I actually thought that too. Um, And I also thought back to something that campaign said on Twitter not too long ago. I think we talked about this on the pod, Dan, actually, because – uh, the dude that went out with the pay DA signs, uh, AZ oh. realtor guy, whatever. Yeah. Uh, he he had tweeted something at campaign about him taking like a hometown discount and campaign, uh, you know, quote tweeted and said it wasn't a discount. It's just the start of a journey or something to that effect. I'm paraphrasing. Um, so. I, I don't know. I, I guess, you know, you could look at you could look at the situation, and say, OK, is campaign unhappy about this? But at the same time, it seems to me like based on his comment back then that he has a very you know clear, clear idea of what this situation is. And at the end of the day, too, as much as we love campaign, as much as we have seen him grow on the Phoenix Suns. The fact of the matter, he's still he wasn't in the NBA a year ago, right before yeah. before last season, before True. the Suns brought him in from for the bubble. Right. So he doesn't exactly have a long track record. So the the and and Shamit, you know, he's been around. Uh, you know, well, did they they have to be pretty close, right? They'd be same draft year then. Yeah, is that right? No. Oh, anyway, um, but because he was in uh, cam campaign was in books draft class. Yeah, and yeah. Shamit was in DA and Mikel's. Draft okay. Class. Oh yeah, duh. Because he just signed the extension. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Uh, okay. <laughs> Um, anyway, but I, you know, I, 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 I do look at that and, and, and think, okay, yeah, was, was he unhappy about that? But at the end of the day, like I said, there are circumstances there and, and campaign seems to recognize the situation. Look, he, he loves it here. We all know he loves it here. Uh, and at the end of the day, we love him. we've seen him rolling around his red Ferrari. We know he's doing all right. Right. So I think he's, I, I think he's happy. I, and, and that's another thing. Look, even if he looks at it and he goes, oh, damn. Then he's going to look at his agent and go, yo, what, what was this all about, right? I mean, that's that's not a son's thing at that point. He agreed to the deal, yeah. so it is what it is. Um, and you know what's crazy? Sorry, real quick. What's crazy that you say that is I don't think people realize, yes, do feelings get hurt? Do people get jealous? Yes, but I don't remember. These are grown-ass men, and they're all millionaires. That's the one common factor. So one guy has two boats instead of one. You know, one guy has a fucking 10 car garage as opposed to five. Like, I don't really think they pay that much attention when they've already been paid. Like, campaign is just fine making six million dollars a year. I promise you. I I mean, I'm not I'm not going to say he's not. Uh, I have no evidence otherwise. So. All right. Any any other thoughts on extensions, anything like that? No, because we can jump into what I want to cover here next. Yeah, okay. let's do that. Let's do it. What I'm, what I'm yeah. going to talk about, what I'm going to talk about next. I love the enthusiasm, Dan. What I'm going to talk about next is something we're doing with the jam session boys here for the season. And oh, damn it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Love you guys. <laughs> Dan, coming in hot. I mean, we know Void is a Dodger fan, so fuck that. But you know, Jesus nobody's nobody's Christ. perfect, right? Nobody's perfect. Um. We're 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 picking we're picking games this year. It's it's our pod against their pod. We're gonna keep track through the year, just Suns games, just because it sounds like way too much work to do more than that. And we'll do it on a weekly basis and keep track throughout the year. And like I told you guys before the pod, I feel like I'm gonna have to designate the two of you to decide for the group 
what the outcome of the game is because if it's up to me, I'm just gonna I, I'm not gonna pick the Suns to lose games. I just I'm, that's not not in my that's not in my DNA. It just isn't. So uh, we have the first week, which we'll cover right now. Uh, we've got obviously Denver tomorrow night, followed by the Lakers, and then Portland. Uh, I don't know how we're gonna do this. Maybe we should have talked about this before. Maybe not. But why don't we go to Paul, and then you can ask Dan afterwards. <laughs> um. I have the Suns winning. Dan, how about yourself? Uh, yeah, Suns win. All of them? Oh, I thought just Denver? I thought you were just asking oh. about Denver. Okay. Uh, okay, it's fine. Um, we'll do that. Uh, next is the Lakers. Paul? I have the Suns winning. After what I, I watched tonight, I have the Suns winning. I have the Suns winning. Okay. Portland, Paul. <laughs> I think I think the Suns are going to be off to a nice solid start of three zero, three zero. Do we have um, a unanimous decision in in the pod, Dan? I actually think that the Suns Whoa. on Saturday. I actually do think they're going to win. Uh, <laughs> you know, actually, you know that could be a weirdly early trap game. It's a it's a okay, back let's, to let's back. Not, like, well, let's not talk losses into existence. Don't we already talk about this, Paul? I don't it. speak losses into this existence. We already the made the, we already made the decision that it's three wins. It's oh, both. No, I, I, that is our final okay. answer. I, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. I'm just I'm just saying it's a back to back, both away games. After pro, I'm assuming they're going to get up for the Lakers because you know there is a rivalry there. Less so with the with the with Portland. Um, you know, and they may go out in LA before they fly up to Portland. I don't know. But I mean, looking at this early schedule, Suns are going to be in good shape. I think I, those right. first I, couple games are tough, but like the next eight, nine, not so much. All right. Well, so and we'll, we'll worry about that. Suns win, we'll, Suns win, Suns win. <laughs> and what else would you expect from the podcast of optimism? Okay. Let's, so we got three and zero right there. I'll 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 plug it in or whatever the hell we're gonna do. Uh, and let's let's go on. Let's one 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 question for you guys. One question. And then, only one. And then I think I'm I'm done with my thoughts. And I'll let I'll let you know you guys let me know if you got anything else you want to chat about. But tell me what you think about the Suns win total this year. I'm not talking about over under. I'm talking about give me a number. Give me a number. Paul, give me a number. Fifty nine. Ooh, I like that number. Dan, give me a number. 59 and a half. <laughs> like there's going to be a Scott Foster game that we're going to count as half a win? It's going to go no, to quadruple but, overtime. They're just going to be like, fuck it. It's a tie. No, but you got you to have you got to have the over-under, so you can't do it right on a fucking number. No, he asked you to what? pick their actual record, you dumbass. Oh, Jesus, Paul is kind of aggressive. A little bit, Dick. Dude. I know. Man. Why don't we just say Paul looks like Farva, right? I mean, I guess we'll just do that the rest of the time. Anyway. Anybody want some cream? <laughs> Nobody? Okay, no cream. <laughs> I love that movie. Dan, have you seen Super Troopers? Is Dan gone? Dan's frozen. Dan's gone. Dan I'm gonna... No, I said... No, I said or he yeah, just doesn't want to answer. Oh, you have? Okay. No, you were yeah. frozen for a second. Okay. Yeah, you were frozen. Oh, I didn't come oh. through. <laughs> so, Dan... Dan Paul's right uh, outside of the part where he called you a dumbass, which I don't fully agree with. I mean, maybe partially sometimes, but not right now. Uh, that yeah, was a dramatic so overreaction there, Paul. Um, Dan, but do give me a number, please. I mean, are you 59, 50, 60? Well, I mean, no, well, I, as much as I wanted to say 69, 
Um, I'll say very 61. mature of you. I like that. I'll say sixty-one, and I so, think they're going to end up going sixty-two and twenty. So you're going to say sixty-one, and they're going. Oh, are you still on the over/under setting that? that yeah, dude, I got to stop gambling. Jesus Christ. Um, sixty-two. You can't right. think in anything but over/unders. <laughs> so you're going to say sixty-two. Huh? Well, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Price is Right style here. I'm going to say sixty. 63. I'm going to, I'm going to go over your bet bid by $1. I'm not going to go low one win. If you lose, you go over, or if you go over, you lose. No, I'm going to say 63 because look, they won, they, they won 51 last year, 52, 52, right? 52 and 20. Was it? Anyway, it's ballpark. It was 70 games. It's 50 and 20. Oh yes. There you go. I thought it was 72 games. Anyway, who cares? Let's talk about, let's, we don't need to talk about numbers on this pod. We've, we've already determined that, right? So yeah. either way, this year it's normal. It's 82, obviously. So I'm going to go 63 because I feel well, I feel like this team, I said it last year, and I don't think this is any different. I think this that team last year was better than the 92-93 team, and I think this team has just improved. So I think they're better than that team. I'm going to give them 63 wins. Plus, I want to give them more wins than you guys because eh, it just feels right. just feels right. So anything else, boys? Any other thoughts? Anything else you want to cover before we sign off on this Final, truly this time, final episode of Fanning the Flames before the Suns officially start their 21-22 regular season. Any other thoughts, boys? Um, other than the fact that I just submitted a 12-leg parlay to win $43,000, no. No, what's your parlay? <laughs> Let's hear it. Oh, Jesus. All right. You guys ready for this? Uh, should we be? <laughs> That's why do? I asked. So Zach Levine over 24 and a half points. DeMont Sabonis over 21 and a half points. Julius Randle over 23 and a half points. Bradley Beal over 27 and a half points. Jalen Green over 15 and a half. Tobias Harris over 21 and a half. John Morant over 23 and a half. Keldon Johnson over 13 and a half. Boyan Bogdanovich over 16 and a half. Nicole Jokic over 26 and a half. Buddy Heald over 14 and a half. And then I have the Atlanta Hawks winning against the Dallas Mavericks under 225 and a half. Oh, and so the last one is they win and under. Yeah. I feel like that's a, that's my sucker one, huh? I love, I love, I love all the overs. And then that last one under also, I love that they're all player props except for the last one. Also. Well, it's, it's really weird. The last I two, I guess. I put a player prop on that one, the Atlanta Hawks one. But there's no player props on that one. I don't know if I like if they're like, dude, you're cut off, you're drunk, so we're not gonna let you like pick another one because you might like you're only into allowed, some money. You're only allowed twelve player props. So <laughs> only just like, twelve. Well, and and you know, I think the one one thing we can all take away from what Dan just said to us and that parlay he laid out is he has a problem. Boys, boys and girls, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Hey. Life, 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 life is too short to bet the under. (laughs) And with that final bit of advice, I feel like we can wrap up this episode of Fanning the Flames. We appreciate you guys listening, of course. I'm on Twitter. We're all on Twitter. I'm at So Says Jay Paul. At Dervish World. And D Duarte 89. And don't forget the unofficial official drink of Fanning the Flames at Buffalo Trace. And the pod is at Fan the Flames NBA. And depending on when you're listening, 
Thank you for listening, and have yourself a good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Just want to hear you say.